Let us pray. Father, we, we bow before you tonight and we want to ask that the reign of your revelation will bring down, Lord God Almighty, the particular things that you want us to know in this season of setting ourselves apart just for you. Lord, I ask that in the name of Jesus Christ who died for each one of us, that you open the heavens, the Lord God Almighty will experience a deposit, the blessing of your word, Lord, that brings fruitfulness. Indeed, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of the Lord. And so, Father, we are asking that our hearts will be hungry for you, our lives, Lord God Almighty, that will be thirsty for you, that, Lord, we will tap into the wells of revelation, that, Lord God Almighty, tonight you will change and turn around circumstances, situations that have taken over and they now rule our lives and they now guide how our lives will be. Lord, tonight we are asking that strongholds that weigh us down to remove us from the status, the position that Jesus has given us, the status quo. Lord, tonight there shall be restoration in the name of Jesus. That, Lord, faith, Lord, many that have been living by sight, Lord, they shall turn to live by faith. Each day that comes, we scatter every night character. We scatter every opposition in the spiritual realm. We scatter every power of darkness. Tonight, Lord, we pray. Even as we seek you, Lord, here, Lord, let your hand be upon every person that is looking out for you in the mighty name of Jesus. Tonight, Lord, we pray that your hand will protect and shield your servants in their homes. Lord, that somebody will wake up to a new beginning, a beginning of, uh, of, of, of the, the, the place of, of expansion of territory. That tonight, Lord, your indwelling presence, the presence of the Holy Spirit will indeed bring us to a level of total dependence upon you. Lord, I humble myself before you and I ask that you will speak to me and speak through me. Let every person hear what you are communicating. Lord, make it in such a way that even a baby can hear. Lord, open up our spiritual ears to understand that what you are doing in this season and to be directed by you. We honor you, Lord. We give you praise in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. We pray and everybody say amen. 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 Uh, I want to uh, receive you once again in, the, in God's presence amen. Uh, tonight as we look at very important you know, subject, sanctified through the spirit. You all know that throughout this month, we are looking at sanctification or consecration. We actually, you know, the idea of being set apart for God and not for ourselves. And let me begin from, we're going to read First Peter chapter 1, uh, from verse 1. And this is what it says. Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ, to those who are elect exiles of the dispensation in Pontus, 
Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, and Bithynia. Verse 2. According to the foreknowledge of God the Father in the sanctification of the Spirit for obedience to Jesus Christ. And I like the, you know, the King James Version that says, the elect according to the foreknowledge of God the Father through the sanctification of the Spirit. You know, there are three levels that God has chosen for each one of us in order to become his. There are three levels. The first level is that God knew us before. That foreknowledge of God the Father is talking about the, 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 the kind of um, uh, set apart that was done, you know, that we were known before, that we are not accidents. We are not people that have just been born out of the blues. You know, that whole idea of being God's children is that God knew us before. God knew us, each one of us before. And I like the, the, there's a version that says, I am writing to you God's own people that he has chosen. So we are chosen. That one is very, very clear. That, you know, because at the time of the, the writing of this letter, we have, you know, these people that are living in many different places, in those particular uh, places that the writer has mentioned. And, and he said, you are living in these places as foreigners because there were foreigners there. They are in dispensation. Verse 2 says, so God the Father already decided that word for knowledge is as an impression of God deciding already that we should be his people. And the Spirit of God has made you special who would obey Jesus Christ. All right? So we are we, 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 we are chosen, and that choice is done by God. And in order to perfect you know, our status in the house of God, in order for us to come and to become vessels of honor, in order for us to carry the name of God, there is now what we call the sanctification that has happened. The, the cleaning up. God, let me begin by saying that God does not dwell in filthy places. God does not dwell in places that are dirty. God does not dwell in, you know, in, in, in places that are messed up. And it's very, very important that in this season, of, uh, of sanctification, we understand that because God wants to show us that there's a requirement that he has put in place, all right? The spirit of God is in charge of that cleaning up. The spirit of God is in charge of that sanctification. And the aim is that we may be able to obey Jesus. Are we together? You know, we are, we are not just sanctified to live for ourselves. The Spirit of God is not just carrying out this deep work of the grace in us so we can live for our own things, but there's a reason 
The reason is, you can read the text, is to obey Jesus. Obedience is to obey him. Praise the Lord. So, very, very critical, even as I open. That is what God is doing, even in this season. That is what God has always done, you know, amongst his people. Going back to the Old Testament, of course, you know that God so much desires to dwell in the midst of his people. You can read that uh, in the Old Testament, God told Moses, actually, Exodus chapter uh, 25, verse 8, he talked about him making him a sanctuary that he may dwell. Hmm? Exodus chapter 25, verse 8. But have them make a sanctuary for me, and I will dwell among them. Of course, when Jesus came, it is Emmanuel. But Jesus, as he goes back to heaven, he now brings the dimension of the Holy Spirit. I would together. The, the Spirit of God who will be in you. The work of the Spirit is to clean up, hmm? is to remove the hindrances. There are things that hinder men and women from carrying out the work of God. Let me say that again. There are things that stop them. There are barriers. There are certain blocks that stop us from carrying out the work of God on our own. And so the body of Christ, which is the church, the individual person, that person has now been clothed the Spirit of God now dwells in you and me. And he, he, he does the work of sanctification. He cleans up those things. All right? 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 16 to 17, the Bible said, Don't you know that you yourselves are God's temple and that God's Spirit dwells in you? There is that dwelling of the inside. Okay? There is that dwelling of inside a person is very very critical and who does that is the holy spirit the spirit of god is the spirit that gives life the spirit that you know opens up our minds to obey jesus very very critical obedience to jesus is not just done by we can't do it on our own is by the spirit and in the old testament of course Many people would do tasks. There were specific tasks they would do for God. And those special tasks required that the Spirit of God would be with them or upon them. So they were able to do it. And tonight, I want us to pray that that will be the desire of every man. You know, with God, you desire the things. You have to hunger I think we played a song here before we joined him, before we started. I'm hungry for you. I'm thirsty for you. John chapter 7, verse 37, one of my favorite verses. John chapter uh, you know, 7, uh, verse 37. The Bible, this is Jesus speaking himself. And, um, you know, he made a statement. He said on the last, the Bible says on the last day of the feast, the great day, Jesus stood up and cried out. Listen to what he's saying. He said, if anyone thirsts, if anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. You see that? 
You take the initiative to be in the presence. For the Spirit of God to do the work, there is a deeper work of grace that is doing right now in the hearts of many. For that to happen, one takes the initiative to come to Jesus. That's why Jesus now you know, brings out this statement. Look at verse 38. He said, whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. Verse 39, he clarified everything. He said, now this is said about the spirit whom those who believed in him were to receive. You see that? For as yet he had not been given. So that deeper work is happening for a specific task. One of the things we should pray about is to ask God that, Lord, please reveal to me the specific task. Because when he's cleansing, when he's removing the chaff, those hindrances, he's freeing you. And there are people in this season that are going to be freed so that they can serve God. There are people in this season that are going to be set free so that they can serve God. Because what those hindrances do is that they now block all the avenues. They block, for example, they can bring closed heavens. You pray, you don't get to hear the voice of God. You don't get to hear what God is saying for a specific task. You know, and some of those things, are, they, 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 they really block and they remove you from the presence of God. You see that? So this is what it is now. Hmm? If anyone thirsts, if anyone hungers, there must be a hunger for the spirit to do the work of sanctification. For the spirit to do the work of cleaning up, there must be a yearning, a hunger. Peter said, you are set apart by the spirit. That's one way of saying it. For obedience. Set apart for obedience. That sanctification is meant that we are set apart so we can begin to obey Christ. When God gave us Jesus, brethren, he gave us all that he had. He gave us all that he had in heaven. But when he gave us the spirit inside of us, he gave us himself. I like that statement. Because this is what we call the spirit within us to do the deeper work of sanctification. Nobody can do it, you know, apart from the spirit. Nobody. There's no one else who can do it. All right. It's very, very important that we understand. Let me uh, just uh, uh, turn the switch the other side. That in the in the in the Bible, you will discover that. Whenever God wants to do something, whenever God wants to intervene, whenever God wants to, um, um, uh, to work out a plan, whenever he really wants to come in the, you know, in Amidis' people, when he wants to intervene, God does that by the Spirit. Let me repeat that. It's by the Spirit that battles are won. It's by the spirit that, you know, circumstances are changed in the Bible. Even whenever there was going to be deliverance, captivity being broken, it's by the spirit of God. 
Of course, you know, the Bible says in Isaiah chapter 61, you can see that Jesus used it to bring about his manifest, I mean, his manifesto. He, he, he used that text, Isaiah chapter 61, you can turn there. What I'm saying is that whenever God wants to intervene, of course, you know, the Spirit of the Lord, God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to bring good news. Then he began to outline them. Whenever God wants to do anything in the midst of his people, the Spirit, his Spirit. So, in other words, God intervenes by the Spirit. That work of sanctification is by the Spirit. Is by the Spirit. Okay? And, 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 and it's important that we get this very, very well. Hmm? It's important because many times you will discover that, um, of course, in Matthew chapter 12, verse 24, many times you will discover that the, the Pharisees and the Sadducees, the great opponents of Jesus, would come to him and ask him questions. And at one time, in Matthew chapter 12, they asked him, Matthew chapter 12 from verse 24. Maybe even I should show it to you um, in King James, in ESV, Matthew chapter 12, verse 24. This is what they asked. Um, um, let me just get it. The Bible says, of course, there was a demon-possessed man that day, and they brought the man to Jesus, and he healed him. And uh, verse 24 says, when the Pharisees heard it, they said, it is only by Beelzebub, the prince of demons, that this man casts out demons. They are talking about Jesus. Can you imagine? Verse 25 says, knowing their thoughts, he said to them, every kingdom divided against itself is laid waste, and no city or house divided against itself will stand. Verse 26 but if it is by the Spirit of God, you see that? If it is by the Spirit of God that I cast out demons, then the kingdom of God has come upon you. You see that? Whenever God wants to intervene, whenever captivity needs to be broken, whenever you know powers of darkness need to flee, the Spirit of God is at work. Whenever there's going to be a work of cleaning up, Hmm? sanctification is to do with removing, setting something apart, you know, making it to be different from the rest of the things. That's the thing here. And at the heart of our, you know, of, of our understanding, sanctification, God actually, you know, gave the children of Israel as they were in the wilderness. That's why he told them, I am the Lord your God, consecrate yourself because I am holy. Be holy because I am holy. Leviticus chapter 11. And he said, I'm the Lord who brought you out of Egypt to be your God. Therefore, be holy. Be set apart. You see that? So the instance of this relationship with God is holiness, sanctification, is being set apart because the, 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 the Lord wants every man to be set apart for his work. So Jesus told them that no, no, no. It's by the Spirit of God that I drive out demons. That's how he intervenes. That's how he helps many. 
That's how he deals with all kinds of things that trouble men. Very, very important. All right? And you can see it in the life of Jesus because when he was going to begin ministry, the Bible says he was filled with the Holy Spirit. And then he returned from Jordan and he went into the wilderness to be, to be tested. The Spirit is at work right from the beginning. Okay? Right from that place. Because when the Spirit was upon him, he now was acting and behaving according to that. It's very, very critical. The Spirit of God was at the center of the work of Jesus. Very, very critical. So we need to understand here that in this season, God is looking out for those he will dwell. God is looking out for those that he will actually come into contact with. Are we together? He is looking at, you know, for, uh, he's looking for those that will come into contact and direct interaction with him by the Spirit of God. It's very, very critical. You know, it's very, very critical. If we don't come into contact with, with the Spirit of God, we, we now gather the other chaff. You know, we gather them. We pick them all up along the way in the life, you know, in the journey of destiny. We begin to pick them up slowly by slowly. And if the Spirit of God does not meet us at that point, that's when we are so heavy. All right? That's when we are so... And we're going to pray here that every heaviness of spirit that is in your life, heaviness of spirit that is weighing you down now, because those things bring unbelief. Those things bring you to a level whereby you don't see anything good at all. You just begin to see that everything is bad. You know, you become bitter. You become angry. This, what dominates your life is now not joy. Okay? What dominates your life are things which you don't discover. Sometimes you can sit down and say, where did I get all these things from? What is at work there? are certain things that you picked along as you came, as you moved in your destiny. You know, you have picked them. A destiny can be aborted yeah, because the work of sanctification is not happening. It's a daily thing. It's a continuous, it's not a once and for all. A destiny can be aborted if, because we are meant to carry the presence of God, all right? And any man that is supposed to carry the presence of God, if he is not carrying the presence of God, he is actually carrying something else. Let me repeat that. If you are not carrying the presence of God, if you are not becoming that temple that Paul talks about, you know, you are you are carrying something else. Let me show it to you in Acts chapter 9. The book of Acts chapter 9, and uh, you know the story. The Bible says, uh, it's talking about, you know, um, uh, Saul. And uh, Saul was a man that actually was, 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 was a religious person. Acts chapter 9. 
And, um, and, and in that season where Saul lived, you will see that his life, the life of Saul, was actually breathing threats. Acts chapter 9, verse 1. The Bible says, but Saul still breathing threats. Until I read this, brethren, I did not know that threats, <laughs> somebody can, can breathe threats. And there's a version that actually is very, very interesting. I think it's the good news. The good news says, in the meantime, so kept up his violent threats. So, uh, and the Amplified also, you know, uh, says the same thing. Okay. So, in that particular season, this man, Paul, was breathing threats and murder. These are the things he was carrying. Are we together? These are the things he was carrying. This is a man that is supposed to carry the presence of God. Because later on, I will show you what Jesus told him. I'm talking about sanctification through the Spirit. And then the Bible says, uh, of course, he went to the high priest and asked him for letters to the synagogues and so on and so forth. Verse 3, now as he went on his way, he approached Damascus. And suddenly a light from heaven shone around him, and falling to the ground, he heard a voice. And, uh, you know, there, there are quite a number of things that, that, that you know, uh, Jesus asked him. Say, so, so, why are you persecuting me? Okay. But I'm, I'm much more interested in the direction he gave him. Of course, when he fell down, there are certain things that came out from his eyes. Hmm? There are certain things that actually fell out from his eyes, the scales. Hmm? And uh, you can see that uh, the, 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 even when God was actually, when the Spirit of God was talking to this man, uh, Cornelius, he pointed out in Acts chapter 10, in Acts chapter 10, he pointed out that those particular things when he was directing him. But there is something that Jesus told Paul, Acts 9 verse 15, but the Lord said to him, go for he is a chosen instrument. Hmm? No, this is talking to Ananias. Hmm? Said, go is a chosen instrument of mine to carry my name. Are we together? To do what? To carry my name. So a name to bear it. A name is carried when we have become, you know, ambassadors of Christ. When we have become the chosen ones that Peter is talking about. That choice, we are not meant to carry filth. We are not meant to carry threats of murder. We are not meant to carry bitterness. We are not meant, we are not an instrument for all those things. This is what we are supposed to carry, to carry the name of Jesus before those who don't know, before the Gentiles, to those who don't know him. That's what we are supposed to carry. And it's until those things fell off from his eyes, he was still carrying threats. He was still carrying certain things. I'm praying for somebody here tonight that in the name of Jesus Christ, Son of the living God, every negative power that you are carrying, it shall be broken and taken away from you in the mighty name of Jesus. You see, verse 17 of Acts 9 says, 
So Ananias departed and entered the house and laying his hands on him, he said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus who appeared to you on the road by which you came, he has sent me so that you may re regain your sight and be filled, mark that word, and be filled with the Holy Spirit. So in other words, the Spirit of God needs to be the one that should actually you know, be in charge. You, 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 you should begin as a, a, in a new journey of being sanctified through the Spirit so that if anything comes into your system, it will clean it up. It's just like, you know, just for lack of a, you know, a better explanation or analogy, what an antivirus does, anything which is strange has to go through there because it's not meant to be in that place. There are certain things that are not meant to be in that place, in your heart. So the Lord is calling us that this is the season to do that. And every time we lack, we lack obedience, this is what is responsible. Hmm? Every time there is you know, uh, a struggle to obey what God is saying, what Jesus is saying, check your level of you know hunger for god let me say that again every time there is you are struggling in obeying what the lord is telling you check your level of hunger for the things of the spirit how do, why do i say that look at look at the the, the the verse that we are reading it says to those who are the elect that is the chosen one exiles of the dispensation in Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, and Bithynia, according to the foreknowledge of God the Father in the sanctification of the Spirit for obedience to Jesus. You see that? For obedience to Jesus Christ. Hmm? Every time there is uh, you know, a struggle in obedience, make sure you go back to the place of hunger. Because how do we get the things of the spirit. How do we get them? It's by what I showed you in John chapter 7. If anyone fasts, in other words, if there are spiritual disciplines, go into that place of hiding and then take a personal retreat. I'm praying for somebody here that in the name of Jesus Christ, by the end of this overnight, you will make a decision to take personal retreats out together. Personal retreats will help you to bring this work of grace into your life, to cleanse your system so that it is easier for you to hunger for the things of the Spirit. Are we together? Hmm? He said, you are actually supposed to, God has already made you special to obey. God's Spirit has made you special people who would obey Jesus Christ. So if you are struggling with the, with the issue of obedience, that's where the problem is. That's where the problem is. It's important. You know? And many times, once that is resolved, many times, once that, that issue of hunger is resolved, hungering for God, the rest are easy to resolve. The more you hunger for him, the more you are in the... I'm not talking about the things that I have not experienced the more you dwell and hunger for him, you will discover that there's a, there are levels he's taking you.
there are levels he's bringing you, you begin to see that the things of God are actually, you know, so, so, they are, God is quite nearer than we think. God is quite nearer than we think. That's the truth. It's just now the, on our side, we do not read the, you know, where he's calling us. This issue of setting yourself apart is important. Okay, take Acts chapter 13. You know this very well. Acts chapter 13, verse 2. While they were worshiping the Lord and fasting, these are some of the things that bring us to that place. For the Spirit of God to begin the work of sanctification, we must be deliberate. A life of worship, a life of, of total surrender. That life of worship is a life that will now invite his presence. He begins to show you things. He begins to point to you certain trends. There are certain trends in our lives that need to shift, brethren. Tonight we need to pray. There are certain negative trends that have hindered us from actually attaining divine victory. Are we together? And those trends have the capacity to, to, to hold you back. Those particular trends, they have the capacity to pull you from, a, from arriving at your destiny. So, but when you are living the life of worship, you will discover that they will not have a hold over you. There are certain barriers that actually hinder you from achieving it. There, there are certain, there is an inner fire in you that needs to be started. But it will not start until the work of sanctification is ongoing, that constant cleaning up. Are we together? That constant cleaning up is what we need now. That work of sanctification cannot, you know, uh, start. And tonight we are going to pray that any power that is blocking your way to fulfill your divine destiny shall break in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. There is a divine energy, the zeal God needs to give you in order to move forward. Hmm? That divine energy. Some of us need a boosting to run the race. Some of us need to ask the Lord to boost up our energy to run the race. I think I told a story the other time in a, in a, in a funeral service that a preacher went to preach and uh, when he arrived, he carried a, a briefcase and, uh, you know, and brought out, uh, you know, um, um, his uh, overall and he brought out gumboots and he brought out, uh, you know, a, a, a hat, a cap. He brought out so many other things. So he was in a school and in that school, there was a man called John. And everybody in the school knew John as a man that knew how to run. Nobody could, you know, uh, outwit John. Nobody could take, you know, a number one position. When it came to running, when it came to, you know, uh, 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 that, that issue of, of running athletics, nobody could defeat John. So, of course, everyone lined up and uh, they were all uh, you know, commanded to begin uh, to run, definitely John became number one. Here's the preacher telling a story. 
and John Wren and all of them were left behind as usual. Everybody clapped for John. Everyone was, you know, happy for him. Then somebody said, okay, John, I have something to give you. So they gave John an overall. They gave John gum boots. They gave John a hat. They gave John, uh, you know, a, 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 a bag to carry as he's running. They gave John, uh, you know, a basket to carry on his left hand as he's running. And he, they put John together with the other people. But when they began to run, they discovered that John's speed was no longer there. At the end of the race, John did not make it because every other person, you know, ran uh, and, and outwitted him. And John was not in the first position as before. The preacher now said, look, the reason as to why John could not win the race is because he was carrying many things. It's because he was carrying, he's wearing an overall. Before he was in a short and he was running with sneakers and with sports shoes. But now the man is carrying a short, uh, you know, uh, a basket. He's carrying a bag. And, and, and every other person that formerly had lost the rest, you know, passed him. What is that trying to bring to us? There are certain times when we have lost this fire I'm talking about. There are certain things that clog your spiritual progress. I'm telling you. And this is as a result of lack of the hunger for the things of God. And those things, they can be like bitterness. They can be like all sorts of things that cling to us. We need to pray tonight that the unsearchable wisdom of the Holy Spirit will grant us, will remove all the things that have entered our lives. We need to pray tonight that we'll be filled with new fire, that indeed in our hearts we will be able to, to pick up this ignition. It's very, very important. And this is where the, 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 the Lord is calling us. He's calling us to a place of being set apart. Prayer and fasting does that, helps you to, to take off certain things that are not right. You know, that's the foundation. God is looking for those vessels that are going to understand that the glory of God is here on the world, but God needs men. God wants to clothe men so that he can make himself known, you know, to, 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 to the whole world. God needs men that are sold out, that are sanctified and cleaned up so that he can go out and bring men into the kingdom. That's why the consecration, the setting apart of your heart as a set apart person is the foundation of your success. If you want to do the work of God, this is the secret, the constant cleaning up. That's where God is, is, is calling us. The idea of completely leaving Egypt, hmm? the idea of completely abandoning, abandon their lifestyles that we need to abandon. Okay, there are certain things that will not come out of our mouth. There are certain things 
that will will have to to get out for the overflow, the anointing of God to come out and to help others. It is this place, the secret place, where you dwell with God, where you are having a conversation, where you are hungering for him. It's very, very important. Hmm? Praise the Lord. There are negative trends that need to be cut off. There are evil patterns that need to be cut off so that people should stop making a reference, you know, to, to, to linking us to those patterns. Hmm? There are things that need to be taken off, cut off. There are overalls that we are wearing, gum boots that we shouldn't be wearing in a race like this because we'll get nowhere. When you begin to walk with God, one of the things that, uh, you know, Peter is saying in that particular verse is he's addressing these people as the elect, the exiles that had gone all over the place. Mm -hmm. He's addressing them and he's encouraging them that God actually knew you before, the foreknowledge of God the Father in the sanctification of the Spirit so you are not just, it's not just happening. God knew you. Yes, you are there in those fallen places as strangers. But now God, the Father, already decided that you should be his people. It's not a discussion. And then he said, God's spirit now has made you special. Who would obey Jesus Christ. So we are in that season whereby if we have to experience the miraculous, if we are to walk with God, then we need to get to a level of surrender, of, you know, let me just take you to that Romans chapter 12. We need to get the place of sacrifice, a place of offering our bodies. I appeal to you, Romans chapter 12, verse 1, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies. It's you that does the presentation. It's not God. Look at it. To present your bodies. Why bodies? Why is God interested in a body? Hmm? You, you have heard people saying, uh, you know, um, God only looks inside. <laughs> yeah. But look at this one. To present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable. Why is he interested in a body? Because your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. That's where he dwells. In other words, so you can't convince me, you can do, you can wear what you, you want to wear. You cannot convince me that for you, you can dress in any way you like. No, excuse me. You can't convince me that for you, you can do whatever you want to do with you. God is concerned with your body too. Your body is important as well because you actually, you know, belong to God as a whole, in a whole manner. Look at it again. To present your bodies as a living sacrifice. You know, a sacrifice is supposed to die. This is using Old Testament language here. When you talk about sacrifice in the context of the Old Testament, <laughs> a sacrifice does not it does not survive. A sacrifice is killed. Okay? Life is taken out, so you leave it at that altar. You see that? So the presentation should be a total 
surrender. Hmm? There are certain things that need to die. Hold and accept God, which is your spiritual worship. Of course, later on, that's when he said, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, and so on and so forth, for you to be able to know the will of God. There are certain trends that you must not conform to. Why? Because the sanctification, that cleaning up, the spirit wants to remove. So if he's removing them, don't bring them back, adding them. It will not work. You will not be able to walk with God. This is what happened with the children of Israel. You cannot walk with God if you still want to walk in the ways of the world. It's not possible. It's not possible. The, the Holy Spirit wants to do that deeper work. He wants to remove all the things that have hindered you from, from, from moving into the next level. He wants to load with the overflow, you with the overflow. He wants to help you so that you don't damage you know, your life. He wants to remove the lust of the flesh, the eyes, the pride of life. Because of course, you know, the flesh is one of the greatest enemies of, of, of a child of God. Hmm? Romans chapter 7, verse 18, the Bible says, For I know that nothing good dwells in me that is in my flesh. For I have the desire to do what is right, but not the ability to carry it out. That ability is put there by the Spirit of God. The one who enables you to do the things you need to do is the Spirit of God. That's why you need to sanctify. Paul said, for I do not do the good I want, but the evil I do not want is what I keep on doing. How do we get out from this place? Because there is a battle going on there. There's a battle going on. Actually, Galatians 5, 17, the Bible said, for the desires of the flesh are against the spirit. That battle, whenever sanctification begins to take place, this, this, this is what happens. Certain desires have to go. Certain cravings have got to go. Any man that chooses to walk with God, God is looking for those that will carry his name, the anointing upon their lives. They will just leave a, I mean, they will just reach a place and things begin to happen. Hmm? This is where we are going now. Any man that has chosen to set themselves apart, they will not have these issues of the flesh opposing what they are doing because the cleansing work is happening. All right? The, that, that deeper work is happening in their lives. They have refused to give the enemy a place to operate. That access that the enemy is, is granted is no longer, they have denied it. It has to be able to take that initiative. That's why Paul said, you know, present your bodies. It is you. It's not God who presents. It's you. And when you present, then he takes over to cleanse you up. So that, you know, those particular things that have been attracting, you know, um, that has been, have been standing in your way, they actually get out of the place. Because righteousness, righteousness, that the, the, the level of righteousness, how do we relate with God? Because those who are not holy will not see. Hmm? Of course, our, our righteousness is as filled as, as rags. 
But what we are saying here is the idea of learning how to, you know, uh, to, 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 to really allow that all the, the dirty things be taken out and the presence of God overwhelms you. Okay. Learning how to, to take off the filthy garments. Hmm? Zechariah, actually, you know, you know that's that scripture, Zechariah chapter 3. Yeah? That Joshua was standing before the angel, clothed with the filthy garments. Look, if what you have been sowing are acts of the flesh and righteousness, this is the result. Okay. Your anointing as a child of God is derived from that level of sanctification. That's where it's derived. That's the foundation of the anointing. That's the foundation as a, as, as a child of God. Because when the filthy garments are still there, then they hinder you from becoming a part and parcel of the kingdom children the sons of God that are going to do exploits, right? Look at Zechariah, the same Zechariah, you know, chapter 37. The Bible says, that says the Lord of hosts, if you walk in my ways and keep my charge, then you shall rule my house and have charge of my courts. And I will give you, listen to that, I will give you the right of access among those who are standing here. In other words, you have access to the heavenly council. So there are things that, that actually hinder us from getting to certain levels. Immediately after, you know, Paul had that encounter in Acts chapter 9, you can see that his eyes opened. Things began to happen in his life. You see that? You know, there was a level of operation in his life. He removed all the things that he had. Some of us just need that step. Things began to happen. For example, one of the things that began to happen is that he began to proclaim Jesus Christ in the synagogues. He said, the Bible says that, you know, all who heard him were amazed. He said, is this not the man who made havoc in Jerusalem of those who called upon his name? The Bible says, but so increased all the more in what? In strength. This is the level we need to pray. That indeed, as we seek him, where, where we are going, we will actually increase in strength. And it doesn't matter what kind of persecution. It doesn't matter what kind of, uh, you know, uh, 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 challenge that will come. You will increase in strength. And I'm praying for somebody here. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, it doesn't matter all the, the marriage problems, maybe relationship problems, business. When you get to this level, after the encounter, you will discover that even when those, you know, the, 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 the turmoil, the, the problems, the, the, the storms of life, when they come, you will increase all the more in strength. That's what happens. Why? Because there are certain things that have been taken out of you. You know, there are certain things that have been blocked. The, the, the Lord has removed them. All you have to do is to present yourself. That's it. All you have to do is to bring yourself to that place. So now began to walk in that anointing. You know, so now began to flow in that power that the Lord had given him. 
So now, I mean, who became born, began to visit churches. Why? Because he saw. I mean, he had an encounter. I think it's Isaiah, Isaiah chapter 6, where you can read, you know, uh, what we have been sharing in the week. Isaiah chapter 6, uh, verse, of course, verse 1 says, In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord. That's an encounter. I saw the Lord. And, uh, and, and the Bible says that above him stood the seraphim. Each had six wings. With two he covered his face, with two he covered his feet, and with the two he flew. And one caught one another and said, Holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of this glory. The, of course, you can see later on, um, Isaiah say, Woe is me, for I am lost, and I am a man of unclean lips, and so on and so forth. The issue is identification of certain things that actually have not been presented. Let me say it again. He identified things that had not been presented. Tonight, when we raise prayer here, you need to bring those things that you have never presented. You need to do that. Because this work of sanctification is real. The Lord will begin some of you to take your minds to way back and ask you to forgive somebody. The Lord will take you to, 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 to certain places where you, since that time you have held on, you have decided, you have not presented, you have decided to just keep that thing and you have allowed it to drive you, to mess you up, to mess up relationships, to mess up your marriage. You have allowed that thing. The Lord wants you to present it. You are the one to do it. He's not going to do it for you. You are the one that does the work of presentation. You bring it to him. Are we together? So he can clean you up. He can remove. There must be that willingness. Hmm? And Isaiah said, for my eyes have seen the king. Woe is me. There is each one of us, we need to get to this level. Say, woe is me for I am lost. One of the things that uh, these things do, the works of the flesh, is that they mislead. You get lost. One of the things that these things do is to give you, you know, um, uh, a lost direction. Where you begin to go is, is, is not the right direction. As I said before, I am lost. I am lost. Okay? They divert you from the purposes of God. Okay? So the Holy Spirit comes to clean you up. So when those things have, have, have gone away, you now begin to see direction. There are some of us who need to pray. That direction will come. That as we seek him, you know, we will find him. So that God will touch our mouths and our guilt will be taken away. When Jesus came, he came, we no longer have to now, you know, uh, sacrifice animals. Jesus now came that once we trust and believe in that fresh fire, that fresh fire will come and then it will be, you know, empty. When we trust in him, we will begin to experience a new life. I'm getting close to the end. So we have come to a point whereby we will be granted access into that intimacy with God so that the life of struggle goes away. Let me, let me repeat that. When you allow this sanctification to happen, brethren, 
the life of struggle okay, goes away. The struggle to, to obey, the struggle to obey yeah, the, the word of the Lord, the struggle with, with fellow man, the struggle with, you know, that life, you are not meant to live that, that life. You are not meant. The devil is just deceiving you. When the sanctification is happening, that work, the deep work of grace, the life of struggle will, will be taken away. How do I know? Well, it's very easy. Again, we go back to Paul. In the book of Acts, immediately after the encounter, you will see that he was not struggling. Because later on, Ananias, whom the Lord had appeared to him, the Bible says there was a disciple, Acts chapter 9, verse 10, there was a disciple named Ananias. Hmm? The Lord said to him in a vision, Ananias, here I am, Lord, I answered, rise and go to the street, go the straight, and so on and so forth. And um, uh, he described to him what he was going to do there. And uh, of course, um, um, uh, he prayed for Paul, and the Bible says that then Paul arose and he was baptized. See that? He was what? Baptized. If, <laughs> let me tell you something. If Paul had not changed, if he still had the struggles with the, these guys, he would have refused to say, don't baptize me. Where is the order of service? Which order of service will you use? Paul would have said, uh, me, I, 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 I am already baptized as an infant. Why are you rebaptizing me? You see? There are certain things that you will stop arguing about when the sanctification has come. The deeper work of sanctification is going to, to deal with certain things, to take them, certain arguments, certain, they will be taken away from your life. Are we together? When the moment he began to live that, there are certain things he now ignored. For him, his, his purpose was to do this, the carrying of the name of Jesus because God had already made it clear that this is my instrument. In fact, later on in verse 23, some Jews actually plotted to kill him. Hmm? Yes, they plotted to kill him. But the Bible says that disciples took him by night and, and then he went away. And he continued to spread the gospel. His desires changed. When the sanctification has taken place, desires will have a major shift. Okay? The, the, the deeper work of grace you know, takes effect, and then you see that you have an undivided heart. Sanctification, when the deeper work of grace happens in a believer's heart, it ends the battle between self-will and God's will. Let me say that again. When this deeper work of grace has happened, that battle between self-will and God's will, that self-reliance, you know, it ends. You now begin to focus on what God wants. You now begin to, 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 to pursue the kingdom agenda. And I'm praying that if we are going to pray for the church, we need to pray that in this season, churches will actually you know, um, uh, propel the kingdom agenda, the agenda of winning souls, just like Paul did. The agenda of, of hungering for him, the kingdom 
agenda is more important than all this, you know, argument. Okay, I can even show it to you in the scripture. Psalm 86, verse 11. Psalm 86, verse 11. The Bible says, teach me your way, O Lord, and I will walk in your truth. He said, give me an undivided heart that I may fear your name. That undivided heart is as a result of the deeper work of sanctification. There are certain cravings you no longer crave for. How together. In your workplace, there are certain things you have departed from. You become free. Hmm? You, become, you become a man that has learned how to move. I'm going to pray. Because I want to, I want to, I want to crown up, and then uh, the Reverend Moses will be taking us, you know, in a, in a, in in a prayer response. Because the, 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 there's a way, you know, you begin to hunger for this God. There's a way you begin to hunger because the whole issue of sanctification is it, it, it you know, as you know, it has a connotation of of without blemish. That idea of you know um, a holy life that is pursuing something bigger, all right? That the life that has left Egypt, Egypt is where destinies are still operating under Pharaoh. Pharaoh holds you back because Pharaoh does not want you to go anywhere. Are we together? I'm just using that figurative language. Pharaoh does not want you to go anywhere. He holds you back. What sanctification does, when it cleans up, it frees you. You see the difference now? Okay. So we need to pray that destinies that had been aborted or that have been threatened, destinies that had been, you know, um, uh, crushed down will be redeemed. Will be redeemed. And when that redemption comes, then we can now walk in authority. We can now fulfill what Hebrews chapter 4, verse 16 says. It said, let us therefore approach the throne of grace with boldness, you know, so that we may receive mercy and find grace. It's just like going to the doctor, knowing that actually you are going for a test and you are very sure you don't have that disease. You go with the boldness. Hmm? Boldness. I want us to pray. I'm going to read the prayer, then hand over to the Reverend Moses to, uh, to take us to. Let us pray. Wherever you are, just ask God, Lord, I present my body. Father, I thank you for every person that is here. I give you praise. You are holy. Thank you for the word that cleanses us. Thank you, Lord, for the level you are taking each one of us. In the hour of midnight, as it clocks, in this hour where powers of darkness begin to affect our lives in one way or another, where forces, many forces fly around our homes and our places of habitation, in the hour of midnight, we want to pray that your presence will come down. We want to Speak against, you know, trains that overwhelm men. We want to uproot gates of wickedness, the flesh that promotes strife. We want to deal with the, 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 the things that, 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 that take away the hunger for God. We want to destroy.
destroy the spiritual forces, the principalities that bring about confusion in the spiritual lives of many. We want to deal with them. We want to bind the forces that are every time, time and again, they, 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 they make believers to, to, to weigh them down, just like that man that entered the race with gun boots. We want to deal with forces that hinder men from accessing the heavenly council, from living in that place. We want to pray, Lord, that our lives will host the spirit of God, that you will become resident in our lives. And when you are resident, you become the president of our lives. When you are resident, you become in charge of our lives. Oh, Lord, arise and let your enemies be scattered in that home. Oh, Lord, arise and let your enemies be scattered in that spiritual life of that somebody. Oh, Lord, arise and let any power that wants to destroy this destiny, Lord, let it be uh, rendered powerless in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, I thank you and we receive this word because we know we have become partakers of the divine nature because we escape the corruption that is in the world because of sinful desire. By accepting him, we came into alignment with the purposes of God, what he's doing on here on earth. We are the ambassadors. Lord, thank you for such a privilege. Who are we, Lord, that we can be having such identity? My God and my King, in the name of Jesus, we pray that our hearts will hunger for you. That, Lord, it is written, First John chapter 5, verse 4, that whosoever is born of God overcomes the world. Father, I pray for overcomers in the name of Jesus. I pray that this season of cleaning up shall cause many to overcome the lust of the flesh, shall cause many to overcome sin, shall cause many to overcome all kinds of filth, that many, their garments, Lord God Almighty, their garments will no longer filthy, we will no longer be, be filthy in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, I pray that tonight the wickedness that the enemy has promoted in the lives of many shall be dealt with. Lord, let there be a presentation, Lord God Almighty, the deliberate one, Lord, that will make that your image in us will be protected. Thank you, Father. I give you praise, honor, glory. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. And everybody say amen. Amen. God bless you. Amen. Let us continue in prayer. Father, in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, we praise your holy name for the lovely time you have given us to be together, to seek your face, O God, to hear your voice. We embrace you. Because we know that by you, our blood, we are sanctified. By the sacrifice you paid on the cross, Lord Jesus, we are made one with you. We do not uh, glorify in our efforts, in our strengths, but Lord Jesus, in the sacrifice that you paid on the cross for us, O oh God. Thank you, Jesus, that you have set us apart for your glory. You have made us holy as vessels, Lord Jesus. Uh, full of the Holy Spirit to live for you. We bless you for the word that you have brought before us through your servant. 
We receive your word, O God, in your power. We receive your word, O my Father, with open hearts, O God, that indeed it will cause transformation in our lives, that your word will take precedence in us, O Father, as you make a way where it seems to be no way. Thank you, Father, for each and every person that has connected in, that has heard your word, O God. I pray that you continue to speak to us. May you bless your servant, continue to refresh him, continue to revive him and use him for your glory. Thank you because your desire is that we are made holy vessels that will be worthy to be used of your name. We glorify your name because you're above every situation. In Jesus' name, our Lord, we pray. Amen. We continue in prayer and we'll be highlighting different prayer uh, points that uh, I was able to note. And if you have noted some other prayer points, I pray that we all open our hearts at this gate of uh, midnight, opening our hearts to God. Every hour belongs to God and the devil has no uh, hour to claim even midnight is for the glory of God. Lifting us our voices, praising his holy name, I want to pray that we open our hearts and give glory to God for the sacrifice he paid uh, for us on the cross. Because sanctification uh, comes by the blood of Jesus on our own, we cannot manage. Lord, we thank you for the blood that was shed on the cross to set us apart, to sanctify us. We bless your holy name that indeed us who have accepted you as the Lord and Savior, we have the victory over the enemy. Lord, we thank you for uh, calling us into your will. We ask that, Father, you have your way in our lives. We bless you, O God, because you know us by name. For our names are written in the palms of your hands, and you know each one of us. You know where we are strong. You know where we are weak. And Lord Jesus, you have the ability to transform us. It is the reason that we come before you to acknowledge your name, to adore you, to lift you higher, to exalt you above every situation. Father, we lift our voices, not because of who we are, but because of who you are in us. Not because of our strengths, but because of your presence in us. Thank you, Holy Spirit, who sanctifies us, who convicts us of sin. We bless you because we know that when you are with us, everything is possible. May you have your way in our lives. May your name be glorified, O oh God. May you, Lord Jesus, increase in us. May you set us apart for your glory as we have learned, O oh God, that indeed it is through sanctification that we are set apart because it is not by by an accident, Lord Jesus, it's because you have chosen us. Beloved, we are the chosen ones of the Lord. You are the chosen one of the Lord. May you open your heart and say, Lord, yes, you chose me. 
and you made me your friend. I am yours. I belong to you. As he spoke in uh, Isaiah chapter 43, that I chose you and I called you. I know you by name. Sanctification is for those that God has called and he has set apart. Those that seek him and walk according to his will. So Lord God, you have chosen us of who we are to use us as your vessels. Father, we pray that you increase in us. May you, O oh God, sanctify us through and through as we repent of any evil and wickedness in us. Beloved, you know where you have not praised God. Sanctification is for those who are repentant, those who are set apart, those that open their lives for God to use them, to forgive them. Let us repent and ask for God's mercy where we have taken God for granted, where we have taken the mercies of God for granted that he will forgive us, he will cleanse us, where we have you know, lived a life of complacency, where we have no, not taken any extra step to seek God's face, even to fast, even to pray, even to depend on him. We have followed our own flesh. We have uh, followed our uh, desires and we have not followed the will of God. What the Spirit has said, we have not obeyed. And Lord, we are sorry. We come to you in repentance that Father, you'll forgive us and set us apart for your glory. We acknowledge that it's only in you that we live and move and have our being. It's only in you that we'll be successful as ministers, as your people. It's only in you, my God, that we find solace, oh God. It's only in you that we have victory. Have mercy and forgive us. We choose to return to you, oh God, that you sanctify us. And Father God, you cannot dwell in us when there is sin in us. Father, we have hated one another. We have lived in disharmony. We ask that you forgive us. We ask that you cleanse us. We have judged people, my Lord God. Many times, my Father, we have, Lord God, put forward our agendas, not your agenda. We ask that, Lord, you cleanse us. We ask that, Lord, you purify us. We ask that, Lord, you set us apart for your glory, that your name will forever be lifted higher. May you, O oh God, heal us, O oh God, from our wounds, O oh God, our past experiences of God, things that have held us in bondage, we ask that you forgive us. We ask that you cleanse us. We ask that, Father, you make a way where there seems to be no way. Yes, Lord, sanctification brings us a difference in our lives. And Lord God, we are set apart and we are the chosen ones. We bless your holy name for setting us apart to be used of you. May your agenda be a priority in our lives, in the cathedral, in our nation, and entire the church of Uganda. May you, O oh God, be glorified as you have your way. We bless you, O oh God, because you are the only one that redeems. You are the only only one, O oh God, that makes the way where there seems to be no way. Beloved, we have learned that Lord, we cannot carry the name of the Lord without sanctification. And it is sanctification 
that brings cleansing. May we ask God to cleanse us from every impurity, from every impure thought, from every impure action, that the blood of Jesus will sanctify us through and through. This is between you and God. It is between me and my God. Where you are, open your heart and pray for God's mercy that he will sanctify you and cleanse you from every evil thought, every evil action, and he'll make you one with him. Thank you, Lord God, for the blood that cleanses us, God. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for this sanctification that makes us uh, to be worthy vessels, to be filled with the Holy Spirit. May you cleanse us from every filthy and fill us with your Holy Spirit. May the Holy Spirit of the Lord be at the center of our lives. May the Holy Spirit overtake us and guide us. May the Holy Spirit consume us that the power of God will be manifested in us, that the word of God will be filled in our lives. Holy Spirit, we choose to obey you. We know that we are temples of the Holy Spirit as we have learned. And we note that every temple of the Holy Spirit must be sanctified, must be made clean. We ask you, Holy Spirit, to have your way, to fill us as we have been cleansed by the blood of Jesus, as we have been cleansed by repenting and acknowledging our sins. Now, Holy Spirit, come and have your way. It is our own initiative that we can give up every feels to receive the Holy Spirit, to surrender to Jesus. Come, Jesus. Come, Holy Spirit, in our lives. Come, Holy Spirit, and have your way. That, Lord God, your name will be glorified. Your name will be exalted higher. That as we gather together at this altar, Father, you'll have your way in our lives. You'll have your way, O oh God, in us, Lord Jesus. It's not about a church building. It's not about whatever happens in church. It's about us, the vessels that come to worship you, Father. May you sanctify us, may you cleanse us, may you purify us and set us apart for your glory, that your name will be glorified. Beloved, we have noted that when we are sanctified, we are set free to serve God. It is the sanctification that breaks every bondage and the yoke of the enemy and brings freedom to believers to live for the glory of God. May the name of the Lord be glorified as we are set free. Tell God that yes, I am set free because the blood of Jesus has sanctified me and every bondage is broken and I am filled with the power and anointing that comes from God to be used of him to go out and to do his will. Wherever he has placed you, beloved, God has placed you there to be used of him, to be a vessel that is worthy of his holy name, a vessel that will, uh, will witness for his brand. You are set apart to do the will of God. Thank Lord Jesus 
for breaking us from every stronghold, from every hand of the enemy. Thank you for making a way that seems to be no way, that indeed, Lord God, we can be worthy vessels to be used of you. Father, we pray that your anointing in us, O God, will not be in vain, but it will be for the ministry that you have called us to do. Father, you have called us into different ministries. Some are called into the ministry of intercession. Some are called into the ministry of, you know, preaching the word. Some are called into the ministry of evangelism. Others are called into the ministry of teaching and different other ministries. May you reveal your power upon us, O God, that as you have set us free, we'll be able to be used of you, to identify our gifts, identify our calling, and be able to do your will. Thank you, Jesus, for there is none like you. Beloved, we have also noted that sanctification is a daily activity. It is not a once and then you sit back and relax and stretch your legs. That each day and every time we must come before God and ask for his mercy to cleanse us. So sanctification is a daily activity. Time and again, we ask God to cleanse us. The praise presence of God will only dwell in the vessel that is clean. And that's when we'll be able to manage to walk in obedience. This needs us to be constant uh, in walk with Christ, obeying his will and to allow him to cleanse us. At this point, I want us to bring before God our pride, our arrogance, especially us that we have been in ministry, how we have familiar, uh, familiar God and we have not humbled ourselves. We, uh, we do things out of our wisdom, our knowledge, even listening to God has, you know, nothing to do with us. We only listen to our feelings for, uh, you know, push our agendas and we do not want to listen to the voice of God. May the Lord help us to take away our arrogance, our pride, and bring us to the point of obedience that will obey the voice of God and walk according to his will. To know that Every person before God is variable and we, we need to learn how to uh, accommodate one another as we serve God. Father, may you have mercy upon us. May you forgive us, oh God. We have walked in pride. We have walked in arrogance. We have served you, my Father, according to our feelings, according to our will. We have moved our agenda and we have not thought your will to see your agenda agenda of God. Your agenda, Father, is unity, is harmony, is peace of God. You do not want, my Father, to set anyone away to perish, but you want everyone to connect your will. May you forgive us. May you give us the seed of humility, of obedience of God, to value one another, to respect one another, and to walk according to your will. This is a sign of sanctification 
sanctification, that when we are sanctified, O God, we'll honor you and honor one another. Lord Jesus, the command you gave us is to love one another, to live in love with one another, to look at each other, Lord God, with the value of your image, not despising anyone, not setting, uh, not sending anyone away, O God, but bringing everyone, O God, to your will. May you, O God, give us humility to obey your word, to listen to your voice, and to put everything into practice that you desire, that, Lord God, will not do things according to our will, but according to your will. Not according to our wisdom, but according to your wisdom. Not according to our strengths, but, Lord Jesus, according to your strengths. If you are the one, O oh Lord God, to be in our position, what will you say? What will you do? Whatever is happening upon us, O oh God, it is a sign that, Father, we are still living as people of the fresh. May you sanctify us. May you show us your glory that, yes, Lord, will be one, will be united as a family, will be united as vessels of God, will be united as a cathedral, as ministers, as children of God, as servants of God, valuing one another and walking together to the power and the knowledge of God. Obedience is better than sacrifice. May the Lord give us a spirit of obedience to obey him and walk right with him. And when we have obeyed God, when we have listened to his voice, there is nothing that will terrify us. There is nothing that will divert us from the will and the power of God. For the obedience of God, obedience in God's word is what gives us victory. God calls us to obey his will will not obey anything that is contrary to his will. May the name of the Lord be glorified forever. May the obedience bring cleansing upon our lives to be vessels that are worthy to be used of God. Our desire is to be used of God. Our desire is to be set apart, our God and our Redeemer. Our desire is to dwell in your presence, is to see you being magnified. May you have your way that your name will forever be lifted higher. We worship you, Lord. We praise you for there is none like you. Beloved, we also know that we, we desire to cut off the old order of things, that this sanctification will cut us off every, uh, you know, past experience, everything that, you know, we have lived in to see the new thing the Lord is doing in our lives. May you cut off the old order. May you cut us from the fresh of God and connect us with the spirit that we walk as children of light children filled with the Holy Spirit, servants of God that are serving you and glorifying your holy name of God, where we are able to see that, yes, everyone is important according to God's image. We may be different in gender, in education, but God is seeing each one of us as one and we matter before him. The word of God confirms that indeed he left the 99 to look for the lost 
one sheep. That sheep that has gone astray, that sheep that has, you know, left the crowd is the sheep that God desires that it will come back, that will humble ourselves as cleansed people to bring back everyone to the crowd, to the flock of Jesus, because the shepherd desires every sheep to be together, to walk together, and to do his will. Father, we pray that you cut off our old order and help us, my Lord God, to see your glory. May you sanctify us through and through and show us your power that your name will be glorified. Father, we also note that we must be cleansed by the work of the Spirit that will allow the Holy Spirit to work in us. When he convicts us that we'll humble ourselves and repent, that we'll not, you know, work to please people, but work to please God. Let the Holy Spirit be at the center of your life. Say, Holy Spirit, come and have your way in my life. Holy Spirit, come and have your way in my work. Holy Spirit, come and have your way in my marriage. It is not because I am a man. It is not because I am a powerful person in government or whatever. Lord Jesus, let your Holy Spirit help us to humble ourselves, not because of our position, not because of our education, but because we are your children, that we humble our souls to connect your will. Yes, thank you, Holy Spirit, for you are in charge. You are in control. And when you come in, everything is put right. May you help us to realize that we are children of the same Father, living according to the will of God. May the power of God increase in us. May his blood cleanse us and purify us. And beloved, the point of, you know, uh, taking off the filthy garments it kept coming time and again and again, meaning that, you know, many times we are walking, you know, as people who are not sanctified. We are in filthy garments, we like filthy rags, and we need that cleansing, that deeper cleansing, acknowledging that there is no one who can save, no one who can redeem, but Jesus Christ, the son of the living God, the power of God is what brings sanctification. And this uh, connected me to what David did in Psalm 51, when he acknowledged that he had sinned and many things had happened. David returns to the Lord and he acknowledges the mercy of God to be sanctified. And he says, have mercy on me, O God, according to your unfailing love, according to your great compassion, both out my transgression, wash away all my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. For I know my transgression and my sin is always before me. Against you, you only have I sinned and done what is evil in your sight. So you are right in your verdict and justified when you judge. He acknowledges that indeed sin has separated him from God and he needs the mercy of God. And I pray that we get to that point 
as we look at this theme of sanctification and the topics we are sharing, yes, we must have a point in our lives where we put off our pride and acknowledge that we have sinned and we need the mercy of God. It kept coming time and again and again, and it is a point that all of us from the lower person to the higher person, all of us as the body of Christ to humble ourselves and repent and ask for God's mercy at an individual level. And from an individual level, we go to a community, a communal level as a body of Christ. We also should repent on behalf of our leaders, repenting on behalf of our nation and the entire world that the power of God will take away every filth. The sanctification that comes from Jesus Christ is the one that takes away the filthy that is in us. Many times we have judged, many times we have thought, oh, for us we are righteous, the other people are the ones you know, who are not right, we are much better than the other person, all that shows the felicity that is in us. God have mercy. God forgive us. God cleanses. Like your servant, David, may you cleanse me with high soap and I will be clean. May you wash me and I will be whiter as snow. Open your heart and say, Lord, cleanse me. Oh God, clean me up. May you wash me to be as white as snow, that the joy of the Lord will be glorified. God's desire is that we'll be sanctified and we'll see the joy of God's salvation being manifested in our lives, that the name of the Lord will be glorified forever. He knows you by name and he wants you to take off the filthy garments in your thoughts, in your words, in your actions, that the power and the glory of God will be seen. Beloved, we learned that we must be willing. It is not by force. It is a choice to accept the blood of Jesus, to sanctify him, to admit that, yes, you are filthy and you need God to take off the filthy rags and to give you the garments that are sanctified, that are filled with his joy and his glory. Come, Holy Spirit, and take away every filthy in us and connect us to your will. As individuals of God, we have not lived according to your will. May you sanctify us, O God. May you sanctify us, O Father, in our families, O God. May you sanctify us, O God, in our community. May you sanctify us, O God, in the church of the body of Christ. May you sanctify us, O God, as a nation, O God, in Uganda. May you sanctify us, O God, as the world, my Father, that will all connect your will, that will all live according to your power and according to your anointing, that your name will forever be honored and profiled. Let your blood wash us. Let your blood cleanse us as you sanctify us through and through, our oh God. Let your word, O oh my master, 
take us through, oh my God, that will be holy vessels filled with the Holy Spirit, living according to your will, that will put the desires of the flesh behind, the battles of the flesh behind, the carnality of life, and walk according to your will. And your name will forever be honored and glorified. Yes, Lord, we know that sanctification helps us to take away the struggles of the flesh. Everything, oh God, that we have struggled with, may it be taken away by your blood as you sanctify us, as you connect us to your will, that your name will forever be honored and glorified. Lord, I pray for each and every person here, my God, that your blood will sanctify us. You'll have your way in our lives, and Lord, make us the vessels that are worthy of your name. We'll see your will in our lives, oh God. Let our dreams come to pass. Let our desires, oh God, to know you, to love you, and serve you, never be in vain. Fulfill your purpose in our lives and show us your glory. We worship you, Lord. We praise you. Lord, we magnify your name. Let your word of God overtake us. Let your presence surround us and your power have way in our lives to live for you and you alone. We choose to surrender to you. We choose to come before you in humility, in obedience that, Lord, you'll have your way. And, Lord God, as you sanctify us, so, Father, with your blood that you shed on the cross, that every bondage will break and submit your will. Every yoke of the enemy, whatever spirit and whatever altar that is against our lives will submit your will. Whatever powers, oh God, following us, oh God, will be destroyed by your fire that comes from above. And whoever calls upon our name and whatever altar calls upon our name and our destiny will be consumed by your fire from heaven. Yes, Lord Jesus, that will be protected by your blood, will be protected by your mercy and your love, oh God, because you have sanctified us. You have set us apart. You have made us holy vessels to be used of you. Your presence dwells in us, O God. Father, may you have your way as you lead us, O God, in this world as vessels called according to your name, called according to your will. Yes, Lord, we thank you. We bless you. May you have your way. May you continue to hold us together to live according to your will in the name of Jesus Christ that is above all other names. We love you. We praise you. In Jesus' name, our Lord, we pray. Amen and amen. Amen.